0: Hey everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 62 of Justified Pursuit. As always, it is good to see uh, my co-host, longtime friend, partner in crime, the good
1: counselor, Chisholm Cook. How are you, amigo? Uh, I, I'm innocent until proven guilty of whatever <laughs> crimes you're referencing. <laughs> Good, man. Uh, I just mentioned to you, I, I feel fantastic despite cedar season and influenza going around the hill country, as well as the, uh, dreaded mild cold known as Omicron. omi Yeah. How you feeling? Yeah. Um, yeah. dude, I don't, I don't know
0: what to make of all this stuff because like my lungs are still feeling a little like. You know, I've had asthma my whole life, so they're not feeling great. I've had a like a lot of congestion for over a week now. But Aaron's taken a test for, for a home test. It was negative. Henry took one on Friday of last week. Negative. And he's complaining of sore throat and headache. And I'm just like, well, dude, I don't know. People still get colds and stuff, but it sure seems yeah. weird that Omicron's going around like this, and we have all the symptoms. Oh, but wait, the symptoms are a cold. So who knows? <laughs> I will know more. It'll be interesting when I get my antibodies tested again. So I did it. It's a three-test three uh, study. So we did it September, then in December, and then my antibodies had gone up from September to December, and it'll be interesting to see what they are in February or maybe early March when I get them checked the last time for that uh, Texas health study. So fascinating. Yeah. But I'm no so glad then. you
1: guys did that. Like what a great little nugget uh, sort of ongoing thread for this, this discussion that we have our podcast mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um. Look forward to seeing that as well, dude. Listen, do you guys not ever get bothered by cedar pollen in the winter? Dude,
0: I live, I just started allergy shots again as a 40 year old with Henry because my head is always oh, feeling dude. I'm saying
1: like, I just looked while you were talking at this app that I have that tells me the Cedar, you know, day by day, real time, pollen allergy, you know, forecast, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we moved to the Hill Country in August of 2018, two or three months later, actually Christmas Day, I went down with what felt like legit hardcore influenza, fever, body aches, I was like, down and out for two or three days it was because of cedar pollen yeah anybody who lives in a place that has juniper aka western red cedar i think that's western red cedar right or is that a different tree whatever it's definitely juniper uh, gin out of juniper Mm, oh that's gin blossoms
0: i don't know about that i think i think there's juniper and gin i don't know i don't like gin anyway
1: but and i certainly don't like cedar (laughs) right yeah exactly well so you know we've had multiple hard cold fronts the last what month each one of those causes that stuff to literally explode out of those cedar trees Mm -hmm. i know you've probably seen it anybody who lives in the central texas you know from you know 30 40 miles south of san antonio all the way up to your neck of the woods has seen what a cedar tree looks like you know does when It's all ready to literally explode with cedar pollen at the little tickle of wind. So, yeah, okay. Omicron, it's super scary. It creates like a mild cold. So does cedar for 90% of people. In fact, cedar can make you a hell of a lot more sick than this thing can. Plus, there's influenza, still actually a thing, despite the fact that nobody died from it last year. right? Or the year before. 2020 for sure, anyway. I don't know about 2021. Anyway, who knows, dude? You're not dying. Nobody's dying. Uh, just FYI, for the gin That's fans out cool. there, Juniper
0: is the only botanical which is in all gins, according to um,
1: this site known as Wikipedia. So, Is it Gin Blossom a real thing, or was that just the name of a band? It's a band, dude. I don't mm-hmm. know. A good band, too.
0: Maybe I'll play them on the way out yeah, today. There you go. You're welcome. Um, we got a lot to get into, and we didn't really even do a pre-show meeting, so we're just... Uh, so and sometimes it works out better like that when neither one of us knows what the other one's going to bring up, you get a real honest reaction. I'm going to start with this. So I went to the cowboy game yesterday. My buddy in uh, San Francisco high school friend has season tickets and he wasn't coming to the game. They're not, they're not doing a lot of traveling. I think they're have, trying to have another kid or something. So he gave the tickets to me and another high school buddy of ours. And I was having problems with the uh, seat geek, like transferring the tickets And so I called their customer support yesterday trying to figure out, you know, why my account, my password wasn't working. And this dude goes, hello, thank you for calling SeatGeek. This is Amanda. How can I help you?
1: (laughs) Really? I thought you were about to tell me because you you hadn't updated your uh, account with your, your your vaccine status. (laughs) No, no, it was a
0: dude named Amanda. I didn't know what to say. I was like, um, sir, what I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I didn't say sir. But I was just like I, I, I just laughed at myself, and just kept going on with the conversation. And then, whenever Amanda, whenever is it a she? It what is the pronoun for that when they when they're a boy but they call themselves a girl? I guess they pick and choose it's like on a daily. Yeah,
1: video. it could be one of literally an infinite number of words that somebody yeah. wants to describe themselves as.
0: So w- when. It was finally done Maybe helping they, me. You know, they
1: is is one of the most common.
0: Because and he said it again?
1: Super self indulgent, yeah. uh, super self indulgent, you know, identity obsessed, individual identity obsessed, you know, gender non conforming people like to use the word they so they sound all commie because that makes sense. Right. Anyway, go ahead.
0: No, yeah. So then, uh, whenever the conversation was over and, he had helped me. It's so uncomfortable. Why? It's just insanity. When Amanda was done helping me, I said, Thank you, sir. And I didn't even mean <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I just, you know, it's just like I'm talking to a dude. And then I was like, Oh, thanks, sir. Have a great <laughs> day. Hey, hey, maybe, maybe the name stands
1: for a uh, man. Duh. Uh, it sounds like, you know, I don't know.
0: That's, uh, it was so weird, dude. And then the Cowboys shit the bed all over the place. So
1: let's just not, let's right. just. Uh, dude, I, oh, but I, I do have to say about that I should have sent it to you too but you would have gotten really pissy about it but after the first three and out right so the freaking Niners charge down the field score touchdown the Cowboys look completely inept completely and utterly inept in a three and out mm-hmm. I sent a text to several people that I knew could tolerate it that said the Niners are about to go up by two touchdowns and we'll be chasing from behind the rest of the game and lose and yeah. I which is what happened Nailed and it. That sucks because JG isn't very good when he has to play from behind. So you know That's what's awesome about being that clairvoyant and knowing your franchise so well after 20 years of disappointment is that you can just turn it off as soon as you see what direct, I watched a quote roughly you a can't quarter. You can turn of it golf. off if you're at ah, the p- game. P- yes. Oh, you went? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sucks for you. <laughs> yeah. Waste of I'm, an afternoon.
0: The whole remember the whole point of the Seat Geek conversation was I was trying to get the Cowboys tickets from Amanda. Gotcha. My bad. Yeah. I got so, I got I got confused anyway, by the Amanda who was he, in- she, they, their, right. whatever. They helped me get the tickets and all was good except for the cowboys suck. And on that note, let's listen to this, Jasmine. Here's a funny little thing. This is from Libs of TikTok. I'm gonna play it for you. She's uh this is someone that probably looks a lot like Amanda does. It's clear, I mean the Adam apple is huge, but is dressed like a woman. And this is her trying to explain how to use the The clown pronoun. I don't know if you've heard this.
2: (laughs) This is Cypress. And Clown mentioned not having people use clown or clown self
0: pronouns for clown. And so in this situation, I would make sure that I exclusively
2: use clown pronouns to talk about Cypress. So Cypress knows that I see clown self for who clown is. And I want
0: clown to be hearing those pronouns more than the other ones out of my mouth. So you're supposed to refer to Cypress as clown. Clown self. Use the clown she pronouns. But people are not using clown enough for her liking. So anyway, thanks Cypress for that.
1: If she's demanding, she, clown, clown she? That's what she, what does she say? I she, have to say if I want clown to just self. refer to her. She
0: refers to herself as, cl- it's, a, it's a dude. It has an Adam's apple, but she's dressed <laughs> like a woman, but wants to be referred to as clown self. Pronouns, please.
1: I just love the fact that those idiots are making an um, absolute mockery of leftists. <laughs> like anybody who is, you know, gender conforming, you know, super lib, woke, but you know, uh, is cisgender, meaning that they identify with their biological sex, and maybe even like married another cisgender person of the opposite sex right and they make even like kids together that then is like i'm all down with the clown she identity and you're a bigot if you that person's in it like they we they're this makes a mockery of them i don't have to mock clown she that's abundantly self-evident and god thank you that i don't come across people in my day-to-day life that insist on that sort of nonsense but the warriors, the social justice warriors who are out like banging the drum for these people's (laughs) respect. Oh boy. We've said a million times, man. If you're talking about a legitimate transgender person, I will call you what you want to be asked. But if you start making up words, I'm just going to laugh at you. I'm just going to laugh at you. That's Mm -hmm. all. making up fake Uh, words and identifying yourself as a dog or a cat or a clown yeah (sighs) um
0: might be too early for meme of the week but this was (laughs) i'm sitting in the deer blind uh this is gonna be all we do (laughs) (laughs) this is too good not to share it's graphic though so uh this is not a a pg and i am not saying the f word on the show these days but there is an f word in here yeah we're really working on
1: cleaning things up so everybody who gets offended by uh uh, colorful language. Uh, I guess turn it down for a sec.
0: So I'm I'm sitting in the deer blind. I went on this uh, like our the sixth annual hunt last week um, with these guys from Missouri. They come down to Seymour, which is like halfway between Dallas and Lubbock, and we hunt
1: uh, ducks and thermal hunt hogs for like three days. And then those guys make some of the best wild game sausage out of wild which pork. I got some of Sean's pineapple, pineal, yeah, pineapple for you, oh, good, which I'll good bring man. to Turkey good Camp. Man. Speaking of, um, I will have I hopefully, if all goes well, have some Neil Guy Bratwurst that I get to try nice. this past weekend from Kleins and Bernie. Oh my gosh, dude. It's one of the best pieces of sausage oh, I've ever and, eaten.
0: And and I made your javelina recipe for him. And nice. There were
1: no leftovers. Yeah. Right on. Awesome. None of them had ever had Brett had actually before. told me when he made it for his buddies at fish camp last year, too. Yeah. Down on the coast.
0: So anyway, my buddy, the, the outfitter. I'm I'm not gonna say his name on here, but he sent this to me while I'm sitting in the deer blind. Um, and I actually you said I shot a doe, that was a button buck, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of
0: course it was. It wasn't on accident, it was the it was okay. the last day, the last like five minutes of my deer hunting season, and I was so you like, You got your I don't
1: buck. Think. That's good.
0: <laughs> it's all about Henry this year. But the cool thing was uh, I shot it good. with my grandfather's 3030, which that was, was cool. the point.
1: That was a pretty good-sized fawn, dude. Didn't look super tiny to me. No, he was the size of a young doe. Hmm. Um, So, anyway, here's
0: the... I don't know if this should be the Meme of the Week or not, but we're just going to go with it. It's time for the Meme of the Week. Brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer. Okay, on second thought, that uh, meme was way too graphic for Chisholm's liking, but it, he thought it'd be funny if I left his reaction in, so uh, I did omit that one. It, it was pretty vulgar. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Chisholm's
0: looking up to the heavens like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this?
1: I really think you should just edit that out and find a better <laughs> meme. too. that was just like, what? I, I get it. It's, it's funny, but yikes. That's too much. <laughs> too much. I, I object. All right, so, so uh, we're just gonna let that roll. <laughs> uh, bless me, Father, for we have sinned.
0: We have not sinned. Uh,
1: uh, we were doing. We were on a nice. We were on a nice run. Really All right. Nice we'll edit it. You're so uncomfortable. We'll just <laughs> edit it out. Jesus.
3: <laughs> that was graphic, dude.
0: <laughs> it was great so though. Okay, meme of the week, re rack here, and uh, this one's posted by an account that I find very funny. It's called Cat Turd. All it is is just some text, and it says, "Imagine using a condom and still getting a VD, and then thanking Trojan." Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> I liked that
1: one. That's that one. That one is
0: that, that not funny. insane? And it is not a perfect parallel for what people that are getting COVID are saying about Pfizer. <laughs> Thank you, Pfizer, for protecting me so much that I still got COVID.
1: That's a good one. And I I follow Don Jr. on Instagram. Uh And uh, he posts some good ones. Uh, (laughs) This is a funny one. It's uh, it's that guy, Ron, from uh, Parks and Rec uh, at a doctor's office. Uh And he's asked, do you have any history of mental illness in your family? And Ron says, I have an uncle who trusts Dr. Fauci. (laughs) Oh, yeah that's gold yeah.
0: that is gold all right uh moving on from the memes let's get to some serious stuff have you seen what's going on in washington dc starting like today today yeah isn't it today it's today or tomorrow
1: I, when their uh, mandates
0: start federal mandates no uh, city city mandate
1: oh uh I, th- I think it's come across my radar but uh by all means explain it to me and our listeners
0: yeah, unvaxxed are, are no longer allowed to go to gyms. They're no longer allowed to go to restaurants, bars, um, can't get a massage. You basically have no rights in Washington, D.C., which is ironic. Isn't it weird that like the, the place where freedom emanates globally, Washington, D.C., is now... The model for the most strict COVID restrictions in America is that weird. That's ironic to me.
1: That is ironic. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, man. It's just so disappointing. I um, I don't. I, again, I'm not afraid to touch this one. I don't know what to do with it. Wow. You know, I, I love the idea that you won't take a shot, and so they won't let you work out. So they're like, this thing kills. Um, you know obese people people with heart problems Um, we don't want you to be healthy we just want you to take our shot Um, so we want you to basically potentially die from this even though maybe just going to the gym is all you need not to mention it doesn't stop the spread of the virus so it doesn't make sense at all it's just a test of your compliance but here's the thing, dude. It takes it a step
0: further. It requires, it requires these businesses. So bars, restaurants, gyms, etc. It requires them to ask patrons age 12 or older for proof of vaccination. So here are your papers. And if you don't show your papers, you're a dirty, dirty Jew and you will be ostracized. Right? Yep. Unclean. It's uh yeah, it's mind blowing. Now there is a cool thing that's going to happen on the 23rd and the uh it's basically a march. They're expecting hundreds of thousands of people to protest this and uh Robert F Kennedy Jr will be speaking. You know, he is the the founder of the Children's Health Defense. And I did start the real Anthony Fauci by the way. Uh good on that to and from that hunting trip, uh, six hour round trip. So I got into it pretty good. Um, but yeah, that, that March will be taking place on the 23rd. So I hope uh, there is no
1: details, initial, initial thoughts. If you've gotten a fair bit into it.
0: Um, no, I don't want to get into it. I want to wait until I finish it because I don't want to do that review two times. So it's, uh, (laughs) It's pretty damning, though. I'll just leave it at that. thats I
1: mean, that was all I was looking for, just like a, a one-sentence, like, yeah, bro. So, I, ju- I just
0: finished bro. the part on how they d- demonized hydroxychloroquine, and I didn't realize the depths at which... And the sinister nature of how they... <laughs> Well, okay. I am now I am just going into it, and Bill Gates has his fingerprints all over
1: it, too. It's just disturbing on every level. Yeah, the book's called The Real Anthony Fauci, but there's plenty, I think there's whole chapters devoted to the Gates Foundation. So, yeah, uh, he basically tortures everybody, but yeah, we'll move on, finish it up, we'll do a review. I'll need yeah. to re listen to it in order to effectively cite it. So,
0: so you know, but all back right. to this DC mandate thing, so the bastion of freedom for western civilization now has the strictest covid policy in in, i mean it's like comparable to some some of the canadian stuff we've seen but um that march i hope my hope is for that march on the 23rd is that we don't burn stuff and, and, we, and we typically don't conservatives don't but i i hope that Listen, there dude, isn't a seed planted. If anybody breaks
1: just... something or sets something on fire, you can bet your ass it's a planted agent provocateur. period.
0: I, I agree 100%. Now, 100%, do you
1: think it will happen? Whether it's a Fed or whether it's Antifa or Antifa being paid by the Feds, that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we're not going. There won't be any reasonable people who just don't want to have to take a damn shot burning and looting and rioting.
0: But watch the news. I guarantee you that they'll have some narrative where they've twisted it into that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's Insurrection 2.0.
0: Yeah. Okay, weeks later. One other thing I wanted to mention, and then I'm going to let you get into some of the things on your list. Um, And the only reason why I thought it was semi-important was because of the way that we have protected our elites and politicians in the uh, Glissane-Maxwell trial, which is sealed up and we'll never know.
1: All the dirty pedophiles might be heading for a, a... I'd be heading for a it might end up getting overturned because two of the uh jurors lied about having been sexually assaulted as kids. Hmm. Yeah. Which would be interesting because maybe if they have to run that sucker back, some more information will come out. But anyway, go ahead. Well, so and I had
0: just seen this. Um Queen Elizabeth stripped Prince Andrew of military titles and this is amid a child sex abuse lawsuit. And right. I thought, well, well that's interesting, because we're not doing that in our country. We we promote and like nurture pedophiles and
1: you know. Yeah, I think the Brits too, too, until they get busted by it. You ever heard about the grotesque crap that people within the BBC, the British broadcasting company, have been alleged to have been engaged in since the seventies? Uh no, but it's probably like some Charles Manson stuff. I don't know. Uh yeah, more or less in line with all that. Like, uh you know, Aleister Crowley is a hero within mm. the BBC. He is the uh, sort of patron saint of like <clears throat> modern day, basically Satanism. Modern day, modern day occultism. Maybe not Satanism. Definitely occultism. Lots of allegations of child sexual abuse, especially from one guy in particular, and I talk for a second i bet i can find his name in no
0: time well no i'm just the only reason why i thought that was fascinating is like here we are covering up all of this filth all this dirt on our elites and it must have been pretty bad if they're if the queen is stripping prince andrew of his military titles like and he's not a young dude i mean he he's got to be in his 60s this but i don't know i didn't re- really dive into the details of when the abuse allegations were but i just like wow that's significant I don't know. Wish we would do the same thing here instead of covering it up.
1: Like I said, I think you know when somebody gets uh, Jimmy Seville. I'll find some links to it. This is the guy Jimmy Seville. This is something. This is something people need to know about. Uh, Wait a minute. What the heck?
0: Not familiar with old Jimmy.
1: Yeah, the BBC, during decades of sexual abuse, the BBC effectively held Jimmy Seville's coat for him. Hmm. Uh, Like I said, I'll find some stuff on it, but this dude, Jimmy Seville, dude, the guy ran a, like, telethon type annual event for children that he then preyed upon. And he did it for decades, dude. And the BBC knew about it. And all of his colleagues knew about it. And some of them were in on it. And in fact, the first guy who ever really pointed it out was uh, from one of those, like, hardcore British punk bands from the 70s and 80s. Um, uh, ah, whatever. It's on the tip <laughs> of my tongue. Oh, uh, Johnny Rotten from – who's who did Johnny Rotten play with? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Johnny Rotten, uh, lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Oh, my God. Yeah. Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. Excuse my lack of punk music history. Johnny Rotten did an interview back in like the 90s where he's like, oh, yeah, they've been harboring that, you know, child predator Jimmy Seville since forever. And that was all quashed for like another decade before the dude finally got busted for it. My point is... There's a lot of this stuff going on that gets brushed under the rug until the rug is on fire, and then it's like, oh, we'll just like uh, go ahead and strip this guy of titles or fire him or put him in jail or, or whatever. Uh, you know, see... Uh, see, uh, Harvey and, Weinstein? Uh, well, he was abusing adults, at least, that we know of. Mm. Um, I was thinking more along the lines of uh, Penn State football. Mm-hmm. Uncle Joe Paterno harboring Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky for decades. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the government will cover up lots of corruption until they just can't anymore. See Anthony Fauci. Uh, if you take a look at our Instagram, I asked the question. Do we think Anthony Fauci realizes that he's about to get scapegoated? Because as this conversation turns and even he is forced to admit that like you know school lockdowns might have had a heart a worse effect on child mental health than it had than the virus could have possibly had on children's actual health uh well you're the one who is promoting that and a couple of other people so at what point does the party say you're no longer helpful to us because mm-hmm. nobody's above the party problem with that guy one of our commenters on instagram pointed out is He's been in government for 50 years and the head of the NIAID for 40. So he probably knows where some skeletons are buried. So what does that mean? Probably means he ends up Epstein. And he's a nice, easy target for that because he's 81 years old. So y'all don't be surprised if Dr. Fauci succumbs to natural causes in the not-too-distant future. And then about within uh, three days, you see a flood of stories about what a piece of crappy is from the mainstream media, and he gets blamed for everything.
2: They may age? just do
1: that to him anyway, Yeah, and that'll kill him like it did Paterno. But I think that guy's right. He's probably got too much dirt for them to turn on him before he's, uh, <laughs> his lips are sealed with the kiss of death. At what age should we just put politicians out to pasture
0: and say, mentally, we don't think you're capable of doing this job? I don't know, like there's something to be said, like, and you you feel the same way about your grandfather. When someone like that speaks, I listen, and they choose their words very carefully. But it's certain it's certainly a catch twenty two. I don't know that huh? my
1: grandpa chooses his words very carefully, but go ahead.
0: Oh well, mine certainly did, and you know, I, everything he said, I I tried to soak up. There was a little. A little bit of knowledge you can uncover and everything and i wish i would have had more time with him you know um but certainly one of the smartest most frugal individuals in my life and i feel like i feel like old men have so much knowledge but at the same time if you're displaying a an image of frailty like our current president i don't know maybe there's maybe it should be like hey if you're past 70 when you run you're, you're done you can't do it and why someone that's 81 years old is the absolute figurehead for american health and medicine that doesn't make sense to me either um I again, again it's the catch 22 because it's well you know he's got the most knowledge and experience he's got 50 years of lying to the
1: public under his belt so yeah how much of it has he has he forgotten Um, you know, I'll say this about Fauci, dude. I I mean, compared to Biden, that guy of mine is, he comes off as like he's 57, 58, not 81. I didn't know he was 81
0: until recently.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's an old, old man, but he is spry. And God knows, everybody knows I don't have anything but uh, distrust, skepticism, and, uh, you know, almost hate that I try really hard to rein in for Anthony Fauci. Uh, but you can't deny the fact that the guy is sharp as a tack and spry. Um, you know, if you're going to give me an uh, honest politician in his late, mid to late 70s who's still fully, you know, functional and has all of his faculties like that guy, I got no problem with it. Um, you know, I think we've talked about Biden's had two brain surgeries and strokes, multiple strokes in like the last 20 years. Mm. This dude's brain has been going one direction for a really long time. So, you know, age, we should have a stricter way of testing for it, dude. And that's just another way, you know, the whole thing is rigged. The fact that this guy is allowed to be the president of the United States right now, when we have an amendment to take him out, when, if you were paying any attention, you know, 18 months ago, you knew he was already a senile geriatric turd. He should have never gotten elected in the first place. Mm -hmm. The problem was, as we've described, The Democratic Party was so hijacked by leftists that reasonable, you know, God-fearing Southern black folks in South Carolina couldn't vote for anybody but him because they had been snowed by this BS narrative that he was a moderate, a non-socialist. Oops. I wonder if any of them have any buyer's remorse.
3: Do it. Personal choice impacts us all. Our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other.
0: What did you think of that? That was last week. That was last week. He just implored social media and news organizations to censor anyone Speaking out against the vaccine. That's what I got from
1: Biden's. And they have right there. And they have, if I'm not mistaken, Directv took the OAN news network uh, off of off of a cable platform, dude. When did they do that? Like over the weekend. Let me double check that.
0: I did not know that. Wow.
1: You know what I'm talking about? OAN.
0: Yeah. So uh, I posted that on my, yep. my Instagram news page.
1: Directv, right. the nation's largest paid satellite TV provider, said it will stop carrying the OAN and one, yeah. Stop carrying OANN once its contract expires with OANN's parent company, Herring Networks Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Said to expire in April. So, do you think people that voted for him, maybe nobody watches it, but because they were just
0: like, at least he's not Trump. Do you think they see something like that, and do they put two and two together, or does it just, is it just like eyes glazed over? I don't even understand what he said. He's basically saying Facebook. Instagram, CNN, MSNBC, censor the hell out of anyone that doesn't force vaccines down
1: your throat. Look at his poll numbers, think? dude. 33%. Up- yeah. People aren't, dude, no. The-, <laughs> the country roughly breaks down like this there are 15 to 20% of Americans who are completely out of their mind leftists, and there are 15 to 20% of Americans who are like bordering on, you know, fascist right-wing crazy people. And then there's the remaining, you know, 60 to 70, maybe 75% of Americans who fall somewhere in the middle of that. And, you know, half of those lean to the left and are longtime Democratic supporters, you know, and spout narrative, uh, feel-good, social justice crap. And, you know, the other half is... People who look with an eye of skepticism and take things on a case by case basis, um, maybe are a little too more prone to freedom than you know offering a helping hand. <clears throat> but those people on the left hand side that aren't leftists, y- y- you don't see them. Uh, this is anecdotal, right? But I-, I ask Ashley from time to time because she's on Facebook what her feed looks like mm-hmm. with regards to Biden and with regards to virus and vaccine stuff and this time a year ago she had people like <clears throat> i don't remember exactly but but it wouldn't be a stretch to say almost wishing her ill because she meant she dared to speak out against the vaccines or show skepticism against the vaccines people she knows right like mm-hmm. like her, her feed right her her broad facebook network Uh, being called stupid and, you know, one of those idiots, you know, all these things, nobody says any of that anymore. I asked her the other day, she's like, yeah, nobody is talking about, you know, nobody's posting their booster card. Nobody's talking about any of this. None of them want to talk about Biden. All they wanted to talk about was Trump. And when Biden won, all they wanted to do was rub everybody's nose in it. But now they're all just going about their lives and talking about random crap on the internet, right? Mm. That's a definite sign that they don't want to talk about this. Right, I guarantee you that half of the people that voted for Biden are now fully aware that they voted for a corpse, being backed up by a moron, <laughs> and they're not real stoked about it anymore.
0: Well, you brought up the moron, so let me uh, <laughs> let me go to this. Beautiful- I'm for Kamala's corner. What do we got? Yep. Here we have from Kamala's corner. That's
3: a huge to- bitch.
0: What's going on, Kamala? Or is it Kamila? Truth is, I don't care. You're the worst vice president anywhere. A laugh here, <laughs> a cackle there. Kamala, Kamala, oh Kamala, why do you hate America? <laughs>
3: administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down.
0: (laughs) What did she just say? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. (laughs) There. <laughs> the latest reboot again Ooh. unsuccessful yeah
1: i i, I think that <laughs> you know like if you uh like a photo sd card for your trail cameras right like they're they're only good for so long before that thing you've you've loaded and you know you've, you've imaged and deleted so many photographs off of it that the card is just corrupted right right you do the same thing with a hard drive like if you put if you clear your entire hard drive and, and reinstall windows and you do that a dozen times and you do 20 different updates eventually your computer is just crapped out it's you know it's all fragmented and there's too many layers of you know halfway deleted files and you know the operating system expand you know, goes past the actual you know computer's capacity to run the program that's got to be where she's at Shh. i like the sound she made there because she was so clearly fumbling it's Time like there was that little bit of a vocal fry slash uh, dumb in the (laughs) middle there. God, she's a moron, dude. Slash dumb. So yeah, I don't understand what that. What she's not smart. Like, and anybody that thinks she is is not smart themselves. She's not smart. And for real, y'all. I I know there are people who have relatively high IQs and lots of degrees behind their names who still support her because uh, go Democrats. Y'all are all dumb. Mm -hmm. You're all dumb. If you like that woman, you're dumb because she's dumb. And like we're we all dumber for listen. having listened to it. We're all dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. Kamila. Uh
0: okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the ball off to you here because I've I've uh, been pretty much just going down my list. What's uh
1: what's pressing in your mind? <laughs> well, we were all recording on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do believe is a uh, a man and a legacy and a cause worth uh, taking a Monday off for, uh, especially right now. Um, because leftists like Ibram X. Kendi, the author of how to be an anti-racist, who says that uh, the cure for past discrimination is present discrimination. And the cure for present discrimination is future discrimination have uh, completely abandoned uh, Martin Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech uh, and everything that he seemed to have stood for. Um, and now, in the last two or three years, uh, every time this day rolls around, the left unveils itself for what it actually is by trying to claim that's not ever what Martin Luther King really stood for. Have you seen any of those headlines today? Yeah. yeah. These started uh, post uh, the summer of BLM fires um, where... <laughs> Yeah, they, the, the very next Martin Luther King Day, they were like, oh, yeah, he was actually like really down with communism, um, which is, it is true. One of the people in his inner circles was a devout communist. Uh, there's a Time Magazine article today, how Martin Luther King, King Jr. changed his mind about America. I'll leave you guys to read it. I'll include it in the show notes. But uh, let me just read the last paragraph for you so you can understand where it, where it kind of went. Speaking of, uh, I guess, speaking of the, of the uh, Civil War. So this is when our, our America was born, not with the revolution and the founding, but with the Civil War and Reconstruction. The values we must carry forward are not those of Thomas Jefferson and the framers of the Constitution. Uh, any of them, I guess. They are the values of Abe Lincoln and the Reconstruction Congress. It is time for us to see this. It is time for us to join that march. Um, we can't take anything from Thomas Jefferson who wrote so beautifully and eloquently about a limited federal government and individual freedom, like nothing. So this talks- person is putting these words in Dr. King's mouth or was this actually his comments? They're using some things during the course of this article from Dr. King's history to make the argument that, uh, America's founding was a sham and that it was all racist up until, uh, you know, uh, up until basically reconstruction mm-hmm. um, to, ba- to undermine which they're doing across all fronts the very n- notion of what this country is which is its constitution this country is its constitution that's what right. it is so if they're trying to dismiss those who wrote it they're trying to dismiss it which is hilarious because you know last January was an insurrection an attempt to overthrow the government And yet, when the Supreme Court rules 6 3 to strike down an unconstitutional mandate, it's time to get rid of the Supreme Court or to add six members to it at one fell swoop so that it be leftist forever. Uh, When the Senate is deadlocked uh, 50 50, or really 51 49, thanks to, or 52 to 48, thanks to uh, one or two brave and very strong Democrats who don't want to lead us into oblivion, it's time to get rid of the Senate. Because it doesn't accurately reflect the populations of each state, which is like the whole point right mm-hmm. um, what else have they gone after the filibuster I see where so- cinema I saw a yeah. thing
0: uh, cinema's press conference from this weekend where she once again reiterated that she will not yep. be voting to do away with
1: the filibuster. It makes you think so- that her and Mansion are taking turns. He's like, I- okay I've got I'll kill Bill back better. You can go ahead and kill the filibuster and the and the voting rights thing, and yeah. then we can all go back to our home states and get reelected. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So uh, they're rewriting they're they're basically just putting words in
0: Martin Luther King Jr.'s mouth, like yeah. We, well, they they, they, call, reinterpret they they call they interpret it fifty years right. later and say, well, this is what he actually meant.
1: I saw worse ones last year. I haven't seen as many this year. It looks like they've these are now, written by mostly peaceful protesters i'm sure <laughs> yeah no doubt that martin luther king jr no would be
0: like that's not at all what i was telling you to do we're not burning stuff we're not using yep. violence that's that's not what he was about yep at all that's the exact opposite but hey two plus two equals five every time right. in today's world yeah
1: so god bless dr king uh god bless all the great things that he did and uh Man, I guess God's judgment on all those who try to demonize it and twist it into something. It's not in an effort to take us into Marxism. Um, the only other thing I wanted to run, I'm going to let this couple minutes of this uh, doctor that came on with uh, Dan Bongino. Uh, cable has not heard this, so we will listen and then react. It's a little longer than we would normally like to do on these, but uh, I think it's pretty fascinating okay what's this cat's name um while you're doing that
0: did you see that uh 300 doctors have petitioned spotify to remove joe rogan from the platform for misinformation
1: yeah it's a joke um a friend of ours who we've referenced a few times sent me something called the rome declaration Mm-hmm. which has a minimum of 16,000 uh, as of the last time he'd checked. Doctors signed on to it about how this whole thing has been um, mishandled to the point of deception. Uh, and the, so the, so the Rome, and this is an international, you know, sign, you know an international okay, So 16,000 doctors have now signed the petition to remove him. No, 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 no. Okay. The Rome declaration calls all of this BS. Hmm. Right. The Rome Declaration wants to understand the Wuhan lab leak thing. Right? The Rome Declaration un- knows that governments have used this as a cudgel. Right, The Rome Declaration is on our side. Okay. So where 300 doctors supposedly signed off on Rogan's disinformation coming from you know other medical doctors, this is a 16,000 person and counting organization of doctors from all across the world who agree with the people that Rogan has had on and have basically endorsed what Rogan is doing. Perfect. But uh, you won't hear about that one. Yeah. But, but the th- like 300 doctors is a drop in
0: the bucket. It was just ironic that, hey, now we have people coming out and saying, hey, this guy's spewing too much truth. We got to cancel him. When we okay. know, them, like, probably 90% or more of. of doctors, certainly in this country, probably in the world, are too afraid. To speak out against it themselves so you know you could see where something like that would snowball into uh, all well
1: dude that's not even all that true right because he's had those doctors on they get silenced demonized and called quacks right like mm. they're talking you just can't hear them because they don't get they get blocked by the algorithms right there are doctors with balls out there trying to tell people the truth or at least trying to find the truth right admitting yep. that they're not gods dude I heard this perfect point earlier today. Well, see, well okay, I don't think but, it's a stretch to say ninety percent of them are too afraid to speak out publicly, or, or like,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, like my, I agree with we, you. We've that there's about a it. She- my doctor's
1: yeah. one of them. My he's one there, of them. There's he's a, a big, sheep. there's a, there's a big crowd that are that are in Compliant. the mass formation. There's a big crowd that are in the mass formation, and then there's a big crowd that aren't in the mass formation that are too scared to say anything. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of doctors who have been fighting the good fight. Is just you the want to hear
0: making. something encouraging? sure Aaron took the twins to their seven year checkup last Wednesday and COVID never came out of the doctor's mouth he was like "That is." he didn't even ask about a COVID vaccination and I was like well that makes me respect him he's not trying to vaccinate all of his kiddos that come to his
1: practice amen yeah yeah well so um yeah they're not gonna stop Joe Joe's gonna keep doing Joe and um uh people are falling out of the mass, mass formation left and right. So <clears throat> this is uh, Dr. Stephen Quay on with Dan Bongino, uh, the founder of the Seattle-based Atosa Therapeutics, a clinical-stage biopharmaceutical company developing novel therapeutics and delivery methods for breast cancer. I'm just telling you all about this guy. He's got his MD, so he's a medical doctor and a PhD from the University of Michigan. Uh, was a postdoctoral fellow at MIT with Nobel, Nobel laureate H. Gobind Korana, uh, a, resident, a resident at the Harvard MGH Hospital, and was on the faculty of Stanford University School of Medicine. His contributions to medicine have been cited over 9,600 times. So he again, is- a guy with all the skins on the wall. Uh, all all the skins. Yeah. Yeah. He's invented seven FDA approved pharmaceuticals, founded six startups, holds 87 us patents and over 80 million people have benefited from the medicines he has invented. His current passion is the prevention of the 2 million yearly breast cancer cases worldwide. So let's hear a little breakdown from Dr. Quay about some of the strangest things about the COVID-19. Oh, one more thing. I mentioned this before the show to you. Look out for the phrase SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. Because I have heard it repeatedly in the last three weeks. SARS-CoV-2 is the actual name of the virus, right? It's a SARS virus, which we ran into back in 05 or whatever that was, right? But you'll hear people say SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, which I guess is the disease from the virus. Mm. With that, here's Dr. Quay.
3: One of the other things we had discussed about previously, which I've been getting a lot of questions on, is uh, you had said something in a radio interview you did with me about how coronavirus, uh, it secretes a form of a protein, uh, which, which, which does something to suppress, to suppress either the immune or inflammatory response and how you thought that was, was odd. Uh, it was a fascinating point. If you could just now that we have some more time, we're not compressed by radio and commercial timelines here. W- what did you mean by that? Why is it so unusual?
2: Okay, well, uh, let's go back and, and learn a little bit about viruses and then get into it. Uh, there are three kinds of proteins in the coronavirus. Four of them that end up in the baby viruses that go on to you know to further infections. Uh, uh, about a dozen that are inside the cell that are making the making the virus particles themselves. But there are two of them that are secreted by the virus into the bloodstream. They circulate in your bloodstream and they're designed to do things in the immune to suppress the immune system. So it's it's very unusual for a virus to sort of put out this kind of, of, you know, false flag, as it were, almost from a protein point of view, when you look at. Um, the proteins the virus is making in the first 12 hours after an infection. So you got to assume the virus is doing the things it thinks most important in the particular time frame. The, the largest amount of protein it's making is this ORF8, O-R-F-8, which is secreted in the bloodstream. And it does two things. It suppresses interferon response, and it suppresses the presentation of antigens to the immune system. So let's, let's dissect those two. When you get a viral infection, you get a fever and you get sweats and you feel like, you know, you have that achy feeling. It's not the virus doing that. It's your own interferon. And it probably relates to a time when we didn't have medicines, of course. So this was a signal that you needed to go away from your tribe. You needed to go off in the woods and either live or die and then come back to your tribe. So it became a a, a signal of infection. Orphate is the only protein I've ever seen in a virus that suppresses this. The consequence is that SARS-CoV-2 is the first new respiratory virus that was asymptomatic from the beginning. Very unusual. What is the other thing it does? The other thing it does is it suppresses the presentation of antigens to the immune system. So when you get an infection, when you want your antibodies to be made, or you get a vaccine, you want your antibodies to be made. You want your T cells to respond. There's a presentation process. So there's a whole cell and a, and a mechanism where this foreign protein is presented to the immune system. It says, immune system, this is something you need to make. Uh, you, you need to make antibodies against. You need to make T cells against because it's foreign. This protein suppresses that. Now we've seen that before. Where what virus does that the most? HIV. So what does HIV do? You can never get an antibody response. You can never get your immune system going with HIV because it's constantly being tamped down. So back to coronavirus. You get a vaccine, you're getting about 12% of the whole virus genome in the vaccine. You're only getting a piece of the spike protein there's three other proteins in the virus that you're not getting antibodies to, and you're not getting anything with respect to Orphate. So probably a fundamental reason why infected patients have such a better immune response to vaccinated patients is they're actually making antibodies against ORFADE. Final data point is when you look at the human antibodies in an infected patient against the spike protein, the other membrane proteins in the virus or Orphate, Orphate is about an order of magnitude higher. So the true, the true infection causes a very strong immune response with this very rare protein. Um, again, I, you know other data facts is Orphate was being studied uh, really only in one place, three years you know from 2016 to 2019. Uh, and that was inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So they were doing paper after paper on what does ORFATE do? How do we make it stronger? How do we make it weaker? Um, even some of the U.S. scientists who were cutting edge top of the top of the team for the, the rest of coronavirus research we're not looking at ORF8 like the one is to virology was
3: oh, wow well i have two takeaways from that and if i'm please correct me if i'm wrong i i think it would be um not irresponsible to surmise that if they, we know they were doing their homework on manipulation of viruses in the Wuhan lab. That's not a controversial point. That's accepted as fact, uh, you know, whether it's conclusive that this was a lab leak, this specific virus is not yet conclusive. A lot of evidence in that regard. But doc, if, if I were doing experimentation with what I wanted to be a uh, contagious respiratory virus, um, and I was creating some kind of a bioweapon, um, what I would do is I was make, I would make sure early on that patients uh, weren't symptomatic and were in fact, spreading it widely. I mean, what you're saying about the human immune response uh, is correct. I'm not an immunologist, but I've been fascinated by science from early on. You know, it, it's, it's these mechanisms that where you present as an illness that some of them are from your own body to make sure you're aware you're in fact ill. And you're right, a, a more of a uh, sociological response so you don't affect the rest of the community as well. But what better way to spread a respiratory pathogen to suppress that response, at least temporarily, to make sure you're as infectious as possible to as many people as possible. I mean, that, that, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's
2: happened with this virus. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, an example is with SARS 1, which, which is a related virus, about, uh, you know, uh, 90% related. Um, <clears throat> there were no as- asymptomatic patients whatsoever. Uh, out of the 8,000, there was actually one, and it was so unusual, they, they published it as a case report, one asymptomatic patient. Here we had about 40 to 50% of the, of the patients are asymptomatic. Uh, and again, that's that's just never been seen before in a natural uh, coronavirus. That's- hmm.
1: Your initial thoughts. First, let me say, I know that was like five minutes and we've never done that before, but if you can listen to the two of our... Our dumbasses talk for an hour and 20 minutes. Hopefully, you can stand five minutes of a guy that smart. Although, that was highly technical. so we'll Somehow, you have a law degree. Go our lame. You're not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do some research about what it takes to get into law school these days. I'll just say that. Um ring
0: you know. the bar to pass the bar, huh?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. And I hadn't, like you said, I had not heard that. Um, (laughs) how many conspiracy elements of this thing did that weave together into one little five minute package?
0: Well, if we were going to create a virus to, uh, infect as many people as possible, we would start with making sure that your immune system isn't
1: able to fight it because of this ORF8 protein. Well, no, no. So what he said specifically was that the ORF8 protein keeps you from having an inflammatory immune reaction. Right. So you're carrying the virus, it's replicating in your body before you're ill from it. Right. Uh-huh. Which that happens with every virus for a period of time. And that was kind yeah. of the point he made, right? It was like you catch the flu, you're probably able to spread the flu for a day, maybe a day and a half before you're sick from the flu. Right. Mm-hmm. His point was the illness that you experience is your immune response. It's not necessarily the virus. It's your. Yeah, here. Body don't infect the rest of the tribe. Go it, to right? the woods and That's die right. or
0: get better. So I have. Which is what they've done with this entire virus. Uh, Go home and don't die or get better. But we're not
1: going to treat it. It's the same treatment they offered a thousand years ago. Don't die. So so my take on asymptomatic, particularly asymptomatic spread, which is what this guy's getting at, right? Going back to day one, you know, they weren't hiding this idea that 40% of positive cases were resulting in asymptomatic. And then they even had the idea of the concept of a super spreader, an asymptomatic person who could spread the disease in, uh, you know, a theater or whatever. Right. Because that person didn't know they were ill, had no reason to take a test, et cetera, et cetera. I've been of the contention for a long time that that was BS, that that was a hypersensitive test, meaning the PCR test finding the fragmentary pieces of virus Mm. in people who were not actually sick and then could not actually spread it. There's been later data that has come out that said there wasn't a lot of spread from asymptomatic people. This guy is kind of saying maybe that's exactly how this thing was engineered. Um, And I'll put my global spook caveat on this and say, this guy's on with Dan Bongino, former secret service agent. That dude clearly has his own set of agendas He's definitely been banging the drum that this was a biological weapon for a long, long time now, and he's pretty anti-China, anti-communist, right? So, maybe he found himself a guy who would support the idea that this ORF-8 component of this virus was deliberately there to keep asymptomatic, to allow asymptomatic spread of the virus. I don't know what's true, man, but that stuff was pretty interesting. And it did, like I started off with, tie this notion together that I guess HIV does that. It you get, well, and how long have we known? If, if they said forever, you could catch HIV and not have a clue for years and years and years, right? Which kind of let a lot of people yeah. be like, so what's the problem with HIV? Well, one day you'll end up with AIDS and you'll die. Not anymore, though. Back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. But point being, like, you could get infected with AIDS and you wouldn't even have a mild fever for a day. You'd have zero clue anything was wrong for as long as a decade or more, right? And that's this ORF8 protein, which he's saying is in the genome of, I guess, the original SARS-CoV-2. So, anyway, man, it leaves me think. like I said, was asymptomatic spread a thing? I don't um, know. It was so definitely we getting around. Got it, I,
0: it, and I want to make this point. When we got it last Thanksgiving 2020, my mom got real sick. We think that my brother was the one who brought it. Because if you drank the drinks that he made, you got sick. If you didn't, you didn't. Right. But he wasn't walking around with symptoms. Like, he didn't have a headache or wasn't saying that, you know, he had a runny nose or anything. So I don't well, know how much truth there is to that. Or maybe people just didn't, like, maybe people so, just didn't really care. I don't know. Well, so here's the thing, right? I'm not saying my, my brothers did, would ever do that intentionally, right? That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I don't think he knew he was sick.
1: No. Yeah, yeah, of course my my line of thinking for 2 years on this has been based on our previous you know pre-2020 understanding of virology and immunology right in the past with most viruses according to this guy all viruses all respiratory viruses every single one ever respiratory viruses if you caught it you got sick pretty quick you knew it you stayed at home right and then all of a sudden we're being told of positive cases the people don't have a single symptom that they can pinpoint to. And therefore a lot of them are quote, super spreaders. My, you know, the sciences scientists that I was listening to, the doctors and my own personal knowledge of these things would say, well, that's not how that works. You don't spread a disease unless you're sick. Right. Mm -hmm. But to this dude's point, if you're going to engineer in a laboratory, a virus that can spread like wildfire before anybody knows what's happening. Maybe one of the things you would do would be to build into it, build into it, a protein that keeps you asymptomatic for a longer period of time than normal, or maybe keep certain people asymptomatic totally. Right? Like yeah. maybe you're 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 uh, in uh, what's the word contagious, but asymptomatic for three, four, five days before it finally catches up to you, or, or maybe you're not at all. I guess my point is, and it happened with. <laughs> Did you lose me you're good it happened with the asymptomatic i mean the uh, the natural immunity conversation as well right history tells us going back to hippocrates who founded the hippocratic oath right our understanding of understanding of vi- virology has always been that once you've had a virus you're generally immune to being reinfected with it right And now all of a sudden we're finding out oh you can catch omicron even if you had the original or the delta um, but it's a super mild cold. It's barely f- COVID 19 in the first place. And there is obviously a point at which these diseases mutate and mutate and mutate long enough to work their way around natural immunity, right? So it's done both of those things. And it's done the second thing in way faster order than even a flu will. Like if you catch the actual flu, if you're a healthy person and you catch the actual influence, one of the many, many influenza viruses, you're usually going to be pretty safe from catching the flu for several years because of the commonalities of the various flu strands, right? And you get what they call broad spectrum protection. So anything, any flu virus variant that's closely related to the one you got, you're now immune from for the foreseeable future, right? And it's not until the Mm -hmm. flu viruses, all of them, spend 10 more years evolving, then all of a sudden you catch a new variant of the flu, right? And the reason that the flu virus vaccines don't work great is because every year they pick the three or four most likely variants that they think are going the cdc looks around they're like we think these will be the the three or four most likely flu variants and so they give you a shot for that and then you end up catching the flu because you didn't have broad spectrum immunity that you would get from catching a virus you get the narrow three or four virus specific version and you catch a different version right yeah
0: well i mean pfizer's making a new uh, omicron
1: specific vaccine which means that by the time they get that thing rolled out in late March, will be old news. Which, as the Babylon B pointed out, will be right in time for Q1 earnings reports. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, this thing will be gone, and it won't do anything anymore. But the government will still buy literally a hundred billion doses of it. Probably already has. Mm-hmm. Well, so the main point here is, uh, Cable and I are not will- not unwilling to learn new things. Uh, And to actually follow the science, not the way Fauci says, follow the science, but actually follow the science. And I'll sit here and admit, maybe the whole asymptomatic spread thing was legit all along because this damn thing is a bioweapon from a Chinese laboratory. Boom, Cheech. Uh, I'm done. (laughs) All right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right, we can end on that. Going down in flames, conspiracy theory, and uh, all that dude, good stuff, which dude, it, every time we talk, it's am like, hey, is it really a conspiracy theory? No. Uh, Just it's...
1: because it's a conspiracy theory doesn't mean it's not legit. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. As we continue down the rabbit hole. And who knows? I guess the goal should be someday doctors trying to uh, write
1: Spotify to have us cancelled. Who knows? But I mean, that seems to be like the no- most noble thing you can strive for in 2022 is to say things out loud that will get you canceled. I'm not right sure.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised they haven't canceled my or, or completely done away with my original Instagram account.
1: Justified Pursuits 2022 uh, uh, New Year's resolution to say as many things as possible that would get us canceled according to the current rules.
0: Uh yeah, I think we already signed up for that. Within so reason. <laughs> now we've just said it out loud. I'm trying hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hope you guys enjoyed episode 62. I was gonna pl- we've already played so much audio today. I'm gonna to refrain from this. But if you haven't seen the uh the vaccine rap that was the guy did at the Dallas City Council meeting, <laughs> worth watching. So uh, when I first saw that, I was like, oh my God, this is someone that probably wants to be referred to as with clown pronouns right this guy's completely off off his rocker Vaccinate me. Was, give me that awesome. fauci ouchie you know it, it, what's he said i find i want to stick it in your dad i want to stick it in your mom <laughs> i want to stick it in my thong come on fauci give me that ouchie yeah anyway i i go and i, I do a little research find oh. out the guy is totally trolling him he's got a uh instagram called prime time stein and he is a do you want to talk about a conspiracy theorist? The dude was absolutely just mocking the vaccine. And but he's Dallas- like, is he
1: is he a healthcare professional? He was in a, he was in Scrubs. No, no, no. He's just, just a guy. Just, yeah, yeah.
0: So anyway, good stuff there from... Uh, his name's Alex Stein, Primetime Stein. That's his backup account because it turns out his original account with 20-something thousand followers is shadow banned to the point where no one sees it anymore. So obviously he's doing something right. Hopefully we are as well uh, for... Chisholm Cook. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to uh, episode 62 of Justified Pursuit. I had a Kamala moment there. I uh, 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 Reboot didn't work. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week.
1: We won't stop COVID until we stop testing for COVID. See, Amen. So